Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Thanks for joining another episode of the Do Divorce Right podcast. Today, I just wanted to riff a little bit differently, something that's been going on in my thoughts over the last few days um, and perhaps weeks and months. Um, I was in a gorgeous retreat in Palm Springs a month ago as part of uh, my business mentor's um, retreat. (laughs) And in that we were doing some work around our authentic voice and, you know, how much should we share about ourselves to our audience? Um, You know, what's the balance of being authentic and oversharing or, you know, creating intimacy and authenticity without creating vulnerability and, and like I say, oversharing. And so one of the things that I was considering was whether I feel comfortable sharing my story of domestic violence. And ultimately, I don't talk about this very much because I've always thought that perhaps my experience must be so much different to other people's experiences. And of course, they are, right? Any experience is different. Um whether there's domestic violence or not, any experience of marriage, divorce, childcare, like everything. Um, But I thought, well, mine must be different because I don't feel damaged by it or I don't feel that I carry the ugliness of my experience through into the rest of my life. So perhaps mine wasn't so bad or... um, you know, it, it it didn't fundamentally break me and therefore I um, my experience was different. Um, but the truth is it, it was awful. It was horrifying. Um, I certainly did think I was going to be killed. Um, you know, I, my, uh, my partner at one point was, you know, bashing my head against the ground and I thought this is it this is this is where, where it ends somebody's going to come and find me in a big pool of blood and and I'm over and I uh, fought very hard to escape that situation and lock myself into a room and try and get some um, safety for myself and it didn't just happen once, it happened multiple times and I just, you know, I knew I had to leave. So I asked a friend to come to the house, pack, help me pack a bag and leave. Um, so obviously there's so much more to the story. Um, yes, I loved this person. Um, 
gosh, <laughs> this really is a different episode. I'm really not, you know, haven't scripted anything that I'm saying. So I'm just figuring it out as I'm sharing this with you. Um, anywho, so I left the marriage and started to rebuild my life again and certainly grieved, certainly struggled. And I was reluctant to share anything about it because I, I don't think I'm going to tell much more of that part of my story than I've just shared with you now, only because I don't need to dwell in it. And a big part of that is I forgive him um, or I don't know if forgiveness is the right word exactly, but I, I don't believe that what drove him to behave in that way is the version of him that I choose to see. Okay, let me try and explain that a little bit. I was listening to an incredible interview with Brene Brown and Russell Brand recently. I can share with you the link to that podcast, but it's it was really long and not all of it was super interesting. But this part that really struck me was that Brene Brown was talking about a study um a study around compassion so she was working with her team team trying to figure out um what is it that makes people compassionate and she studied the most compassionate people you know um monks and spiritual leaders and um community leaders people who are just drawn to um doing good in the world and her hypothesis had been that compassion must come from um, some kind of spiritual enlightenment or some purpose in that realm, you know, just believing that there's something bigger than us, that then there's something more than us, and that is why they are so much more compassionate than the average Joe. And that hypothesis did not ring true. She did not discover that to be the case. What they discovered to be the case was that strong boundaries was ultimately the single defining factor of all of these incredibly compassionate people. They had created strong boundaries for themselves. Um, yeah, strong boundaries and um, protected themselves, if you like, from, from getting taken advantage of. Now, just a little bit deeper into that, she had um, spoken about the the questioning of the question being, do you think everybody is doing their best? Just think through that. Like, is everybody on the planet at the moment doing the best that they can do, doing being the best that they can be? Are they trying their hardest? Um. And I don't remember, I think it was quite split, you know, 50-50 people think, yes, everybody's trying their hardest, people are doing their best. And honestly, for me, I think it ebbs and flows based on my optimism bias at any point in time. You know, when I'm feeling really optimistic and positive about the world, then yes, everybody's trying really hard, they're doing their best. Uh, when I've had an argument with my child because they refuse to I don't know, bring in the laundry or something, then no, <laughs> the world is not trying their best and you could be better. <laughs> um, anywho, regardless of how people answered this question, they were then asked to write down somebody that you really 
struggle with, somebody who triggers you, that you find difficult, somebody in your life that doesn't, you know, meet your expectations, somebody you're really struggling with. So everybody, you know, wrote down that person. Um, let's say it was, you know, mother-in-law or sister or, um, you know, somebody in the local community, perhaps my neighbour. Um, and the question was, do you think that they are doing their best? Do you think they are trying their hardest? And, you know, most of the people I think answered no. And the question then became, what if you were told they really are trying their best? That person really is doing all that they can. And it made the interviewee really, um, the couple of cases that Brene spoke about, they had very strong reactions. You know, they would either cry or, you know, be really upset. And it made them revisit their expectations of that other person. If your, your sister who has been unsupportive and difficult and, you know, raising her children in questionable ways, if you actually thought she was trying her best, then you'd think differently about her. You'd think, oh, gosh, I wonder if I need to revisit my expectations because she's really trying her hardest or perhaps I need to revisit the ways in which I can provide support to her because she's really doing all that she can right now. And that was where that compassion piece came came in and where I think that links to my um, story that my domestic violence experience must be different to other people's and that's because the compassion that I have for him, which is I actually expect, I think he was doing his best and he his best wasn't good enough and I had to leave. So that's where I have compassion for the other human in our exchange, but I have really strong boundaries about what is okay with me and what is not. And yes, you're doing your best. I wish you well, but I need to protect myself and I need to protect people around me. So I need to leave. And I found that story has been living in my head these last days and weeks, I guess, since, since the Palm Springs retreat where I was thinking, do I share this part of my story? Yes, no, it's different for me why is it different for me and then hearing this podcast episode with Brene Brown and Russell Brand where she says that she kind of gave me the answer I guess that the reason it feels different for me is because I had compassion I had strong boundaries I was able to leave forgive him and not carry that pain for too long of course um of course it affected me of course it made me revisit um, and question my ability to make good choices. And of course, I had to go through the grief that is the ending of any marriage. But it's not something that stuck with me. So yeah, I just 
thought I'd share that with you. I'd be interested to hear if you have any ahas or um, what you think about compassion. What do you think about boundaries? And how long do you think it takes for us to develop that ability to forgive somebody else for being not the best version of themselves, but perhaps understanding that the version of themselves that they are right now is them doing their best. And that's disappointing. So we need to create boundaries. But how long does it take for us to get to that point? I'd love to hear if this resonated with you, what you took away from it, and I hope that you didn't mind me oversharing too much. A caveat is for me to say that if you are experiencing any form of domestic violence of any kind, please seek help as quickly as you can. Nobody expects you to do it on your own. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.